Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey everyone, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate my life to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better, and that is my hopes for this show. Log on to uh, thepetpsychic.com for more information about Laura the Pet Psychic, tips on animal communication and animal behavior. You are listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Chat room is open for chatting, and I'm your producer and co-host, Ivu Sahara. We have Kendra and Diana on the phones. Thank you, ladies, always. Um, and, uh, I guess we're going to be taking some calls shortly, but I just wanted to mention real quick that I went to Petco the other day and dropped off my items for Operation Blankets of Love. Oh, so nice. And you said yeah. it was easy to find their location and everything, huh? Yeah. You just go onto their website on Operation Blankets of Love and they have locations listed and I didn't realize how many they have like Southern California. And so I just looked it up. Looked, my closest one is right down the street in Pasadena and went to Petco and there it was. Just walked in and there was a box, an Operation Blankets of Love box and I dropped off a cat scratcher that Rosa never used and a tunnel that she never used. <laughs> oh, how her. nice. So you don't, you don't have to just drop off blankets. I think that's something that's interesting to note. Yeah, you know what? I looked in the box and there were like um, brand new like dog treats and dog food and all kinds of stuff in there. It wasn't just blankets. Oh, good. Good to know. Yeah. So Operation Blankets of Love, check it out. And uh, I follow them on Twitter at OP Blankets of Love. So nice. check them out. Um, shall we get to some phone calls? I think we should. Okay. Uh, Calling all some... animals. Yes, calling all animals. Animals, tell your people <laughs> to call, call on in. in. <laughs> okay, uh, let's. We have um, Latasha with Scotty, who's three years old, and Elvis that were attacked yesterday. So let's find out. Hey, Latasha. Hi, you guys. How are you? Hey, Latasha. So, what Hi. happened? Tell us what happened. Well, I was walking the dogs the other day, and um, I'm visiting my mother-in-law, and out of nowhere, this pit bull and this other dog came charging at us. I, like, screamed, and I dropped the leashes, and I went out, I went to go pick up Scotty, but Scotty took off, and the pit bull took off after him, and then Elvis, the other dog went after Elvis, and Elvis tried to run away, but his leash got caught on this tree, so he wrapped himself around the tree, and... I screamed, and then the pit bull heard me scream, and he turned, the pit bull came around and came after me and tried to attack me. And the owners came out, and they pulled the dogs off of me, and Scotty, I'm so thankful he did not run off, because usually that's the way he is. He'll just take off. He came back to me, and we were shaken and scared. So I just want to make sure that they're okay, and just kind of explain to them. Just, I just want to know that that they're okay. And I know I can hear it in your voice. So, um, did they? Did anyone actually get bit, or were they? Was there any contact anywhere, or was it all just no chase? chase? Oh, thank goodness! Thank goodness! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, okay, I but still, still so scary. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's get them. So, Scotty's a black and white rat terrier, and Elvis is a like a deer chihuahua, brown and white. Okay, hold on. Scotty said I was freaked out. I thought I was going to die. Not just like get hurt, but I thought I was going to die. I was thinking I wish Dad was here. He would kick that dog. (laughs) He would say, get away, dog. But mom was good. 
She was so frantic that the dogs were like, what's this crazy woman doing? (laughs) I knew not to run away because I was thinking I might look like a rodent. That's true. I mean, that might be a good reason why the tree took them so we didn't look more like a rodent, you know? Yeah. Let's because he's still shooken up, though. Because when I go out walking, even if it's in a different place, I look for them. And I think, where are they going to come from? Aww. Oh. Elvis says he wasn't scared at all. I just knew we would be fine. But looking back on it, I wanted to disappear. Look, I don't remember that memory. What do you mean we got attacked by dogs? That didn't happen. <laughs> he's trying to push it out of his mind. Yeah, he's trying to push it out of his mind. Isn't that interesting that he do- he's doing that? It's yeah, so inter- it, it, it's interesting to me that he's just, like, go ahead. If you could just let them know that I went and bought pepper spray, and I'm going to be carrying pepper spray on my on their leash from now on, so this this won't happen again. Oh, I'm going good to be for you. Okay. God, he says you just keep that stuff away from me, Mom. <laughs> I bet Mom would be really fast at it. Elvis is saying. I think Elvis sort of sees you like a Charlie's angel. Like you can pop it out real fast. Uh, <laughs> I I felt like I felt like God was watching over us because oh. I don't I don't even know I don't even know how none of us got bit. Oh, thank goodness! Thank goodness! I'll bet God was watching out for for all of you. And I also wanted to ask you too because you've talked to Scotty in the past about having confidence, and he's very timid and he rolls on his back all the time, whether it's. Richard and I that approach him, and I just want to know if you can ask him if he's been abused in the past. Oh. No, it's just people being big. They're so much bigger than me. Oh, okay. They just come up and with their big legs and their big feet and loom over me. It's just kind of scary. It's more sort of like his temperament. Oh, Latasha, I'm so glad that you guys were okay in the in that oh. incident. Yeah. Well, thank that's you so, so much, Laura. Yeah. I really, that's brought me a lot of um, closure because, you know, nobody was physically hurt, but emotionally, I just want to make sure that this isn't going to have any repercussions in the future when they go to play with other dogs at the dog park or, you know, when I go to walk them again. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's just important to, you know, to remind them, lick and yawn and blink your eyes and just, like, when you're out walking them, be really conscious of your breath. Because to some extent, you all are going to have, like, a little post-traumatic stress and might be a little bit flighty. But you can sort of say that to them, like, oh, oh. Like, if you notice, if you all sort of, like, see something that might startle you, you can just bring it to their attention and be like, Okay, so you know, we all are we all just got a little bit scared there, didn't we, because of that old incident. Well, let's just let it go. We're fine now and you know, so just bring it to their attention that it was it was something from an old incident and then move on. Teach them how to move okay. on. That's yeah. great. Bye, Laura. Thank you so much. Oh, Latasha, you be well. Thanks, Latasha. Yeah. Thanks. So Here. what what in if we're ever in a situation like that, it seems like Latasha handled it pretty well. Um, what are other some other tips that you have? Yes, you know it's really hard with aggressive dogs when dogs mm-hmm. are coming at you. I mean that's a, like a very hard situation because she's got three beings that are going mm-hmm. to be attacked and they're all in different directions since the leashes yeah. were dropped. I mean that's mm-hmm. tough. It really depends on the dog. I I mean, sometimes I think the best thing that you can do is stand up straight, stare at the dog, and say, no, go away. No, go away. And just picture in your mind them going away. A lot of times that gets dogs to actually retreat. 
Um, but sometimes it's best to just like actually just be really calm and turn away and just like pretend like um like they're not even there. So I think it depends on how how much intensity they're using coming after you. If they're right. really forcefully coming after you, they really look like they're going to attack. I would stand up straight and say, no, go away. But if they're mm-hmm. sort of like, ah, I mean, either one, it really depends on the situation. Yeah. So, and is, do you think, I mean, running away, is that an option? I think running away is not a good idea because you'll probably get chased. Yeah. Especially if it's like something like a cattle dog or like a herding, any of the herding breeds, especially like German Shepherd, you don't want to be running because they're going to come come after you. But a lot of them will like will look really scary, but they won't actually cross your your zone. Mm -hmm. So your boundary. So saying no will send them farther away. Yeah. And then, God forbid. If you ever do get bit, like if they jump up and bite your arm, I actually shove my arm deeper down their throat. Because mm. if you pull away, then they're just going to tear your your um, your skin. And, like, when people – I mean, this is so hard because it's almost like trying to teach a dog trainer. You have to really know about dog body language. But, like, kicking is not the best thing to do. I mean, unless you're, like, being attacked or, like, somebody has already grabbed hold of somebody and you've tried to, like, pull them away, then, you know, do what you can to get them off of your dog or you. But um, but kicking at first, your your leg is just going to look like, when it goes back and forth, it's just going to look like something to chase after. Yeah, yeah, that Better makes sense. stand up straight. Mm-hmm. So, like, what she's saying with the pepper spray, a lot of people do that. And they've done these experiments, too, with, like, people who carry, like, pepper spray and things like that just seem to have exude more confidence. And so sometimes mm-hmm. just having it makes your presence sort of bigger and makes you less. Like, you're going to be attacked even if you never plan on using it. Right, right. Well, that's good to know. Those are some great tips. Thank you for that. Um, let's go to our next caller, who is a Boston Terrier, gray and white. It's a um, one-year-old boy named Blue, and he's suddenly become very mopey and cold to Darlene's husband. So let's talk to Darlene. 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 Hi, Darlene. Hi, yeah. Hi, Laura. Hi. 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 So, so tell us you. what's happening. Yeah, so my usual, like, very happy-go-lucky in your face dog he's especially with his daddy he's been very like cold toward him like he just wants to be either around me or he just isolates himself in the corner so i'm just wondering what's going on oh and we've spoken to blue before haven't we yes we have yeah okay okay i haven't been feeling very good it's nothing against dad what is it I kind of have a little earache. Okay. It kind of hurts my ear and my nose. It's actually like more like the, it feels like almost sinuses on the left side. On the left side? Yeah. Does he have it? Do you know? Does he have like an ear infection or anything? Have you looked? No. Is he he holding his head cocked at all, like to the side? No, he's been, like, I mean, for the most part, I haven't, like, noticed any, like, sneezing or coughing or anything. Oh, good, good. Unusual. It's nothing really against Dad, except that he has a stronger odor. (laughs) And he has a stronger way about him. Okay. Because I think his daddy feels like he doesn't love him right now. It's not. It's not. It's like, um, what's the exact feeling? Um, I feel like his fore, your, your husband's like forearm going to lift him up, and it's sort of like giving him vertigo or something. So tell okay. him that if he lifts him up, to lift him up really slowly and make sure that he doesn't pivot. And that's for all people who have small dogs, like, you always want to lift them up slow, and you don't want to lift them up as you're moving, and you don't want to lift them up as you're pivoting because that can give them vertigo. But it's more, it's, it's. Um, I would get, so with ears, the eyes, ears, nose, and throats are all connected. So 
if he's complaining about his ear, I would also um, check his teeth also, his, his mouth. So yeah. have to take him to the vet to see what's going on in his ear. I would. No. His ear and his mouth get checked. Is this just recent or it's been going on? Does he know? I've had a popping in my ear before. But now it's, it's a, a steady pain. It's just constant. It doesn't go away. Yeah, just steady pain, which I'm surprised you're not seeing him cock his ear because usually they cock their head to one side. I mean, I've always noticed he scratches his ears. Like, Oh, he does? Yeah, like since he was like a puppy, like oh. he tends to like scratch his ears and I'm always like, don't do that. Oh, yeah, so maybe he does have affection, like, in the inner, in the inner ear. Yeah, I would get that looked at. Um, and you have him on no-grain food, don't you? Didn't we talk about that once before? I have him on blue buffalo. Oh, you could feed him a better food. Okay. Yeah. Blue buffalo, I've sort of mentioned this before on the show, They their marketing is really great. They sound like a really great food, but unfortunately, they're, it's not that high quality. So, okay. um you can't really go wrong with natural balance, grain-free. Um, you can get that pretty much anywhere. And then, of course, I love Stella and Chewy's. I think that's the best food. Okay, great. But he still loves yeah. his daddy, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah, I really love my dad. Yeah, it's not his dad. I would get him checked. Okay. Thank you yeah. so much, Laura. Call us back. Bye. Let us know. Yeah, let us know he does. He's, like, pretty funny usually when we talk to Blue. I know. He's like pretty like upbeat. He sounded a little bit drowsy this time, didn't he? Yeah. Oh. Or blue. Blue is blue. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to name a dog named Blue because of that old song, you know? Have you ever heard that old? Uh, too bad I can't sing it. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's, I think there's a lot of songs about being blue. About, about a dog named Blue? Oh, oh. it's about a dog named Blue. I'm, yeah, traveling around in a, in a bus or a van or something. My dog named Blue. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next caller. We have um, a rat terrier chihuahua mix, a one-year-old male, and he's a boy. Yes, male boy. He's uh, always sleeping with uh, Jarita and her other two dogs in another room. The past two weeks, he's been barking at the two other dogs in the middle of the night and has been waking her up. So let's wow. find out from Jarita why he's doing this. And let's talk to him. So, Jarita. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, sure. I love your show. Oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah, baby boy, I think he's maybe being protective, but he doesn't really need to. Um, he tends to pick fights with, like, even my cat if we're sitting on the couch. And my cat comes up and he tries to, you know, snarl and nip at him. But the the worst thing is that in the middle of the night, three, four in the morning, he'll start growling and barking at the dogs in the hallway. And I don't know what they're saying to each other yet, but <laughs> um, okay, so, I was wondering. So babe, where is baby, boo, baby boy when he starts barking? Is he on the bed or is he in the, the hallway as well? He's been sleeping with me because he, uh-huh. he, he, it's been cold and that's the only way I can, you know, keep him warm and also okay, keep him and, mellow. And the, and the other dogs are not on the bed? They're in the hallway? They're in the hallway on their doggy beds or just on the carpet in the hallway. And can they not come into your bedroom? No, they they don't. I don't allow the dogs to actually walk in the bedroom because I have a rabbit. Oh, okay. And baby boy is okay with the rabbit? Oh well, see, my bed is so hard. Baby boy does not go down. Doesn't jump off. Doesn't jump off. Okay. And what do you do when baby boy barks at the other dogs? What do you do? Well, first I wake up kind of groggy and I say, "No, that's Dandy and Boomer. It's just Dandy and Boomer. Why you you know?" And then I say, Mm -hmm. "Don't." I go, no barking. Mommy's got to go to sleep. I work, you know, I just give him this whole, here I'm at, this is where I'm at, you know. Okay, okay. And then what do you do when he growls at the cat? Oh, that, I actually have to, re- I see his eyes get really big and fix 
like he wants to attack them, then I pick them up and then I say, well, then I'm going to have to put you in them. I have this little crate, the box, and I put him there for like 20 minutes and then I go back and get him until he oh, comes okay. down. At this time, is the cat on the couch with you? The cat will jump up on the couch and walk slowly towards me and then he'll start acting. He'll start yeah, but when you put baby boy in the crate, is then the cat on the couch with you? Um, sometimes, but the cat may have already ran away. Oh, okay. I think what you should do, because it sounds like it can also start to be a problem with baby boy or learning that he can be aggressive to the other dogs. I'm glad you're putting him in the crate. I think that's good. Another thing that you could do is put him on a leash and make him be on the floor and still pet the cat on the on the couch. Okay. Um and that's real it's really important because what he's starting to learn that he's getting special treatment over the other dogs and he might even be we're going to ask him exactly why is he growling at the other dogs but okay. it's but we don't want to let him do it. The one thing about training and talking to them. It's so important this is for everybody out there. It's so important that, you know, that we explain things to our animals and that we tell them why we don't like certain behaviors. But in the moment, way too much information. It's just appropriate or not appropriate. So, like, when he's barking, I would just tell him to knock it off, you know, like, quiet. The thing is, you want to you stay away from saying things like no bark because what happens is whether you're conscious of it or not, you're creating a visual in your mind and a and a feeling in your body for everything that you're saying. And when you say things like no bark, no jump, no bite, you actually are picturing those actions and feeling what that action feels like in your body. So even though you're not meaning to, you're kind of saying bark, bite, jump. Right. So okay. you want to make sure that you think about what you want him to say. And um, and so let's get him and ask him exactly, like, why. And he really needs to be nicer to his friends, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. Because they, he, he usually is very loving, licks them, plays with them and all that. But then he gets these, I mean, it's not 24-7, but just at those moments. Yeah, he gets, he, like, a little attitude. I think I'd put him yeah. on a leash instead of his crate so he learns, like, how to behave appropriately when the cat is around. Um, the other thing is when I go to get him and I tell him to come, he always runs from me. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a different issue. Let's just stick with one issue to just today. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, hold on, because this is a big one. Hold on. Yeah. I'm usually saying stay away from me. When I bark at them in the middle of the night, I hear them moving around. And I say, you stay there, I'm up here. And then they usually kind of grunt to me. <laughs> and I say, here I am. Um, I'm going to tell him that um, that he needs to lick and yawn and blink his eyes and start getting along with other animals and that he's so young, but he's going to start to realize the more he licks and yawns and blinks his eyes and chooses to be calm and communicate with the other animals quietly, the better life he's going to have. If he chooses to be aggressive to the cats and to the other animals, life might be harder for him in the in the future because you're not yeah. going to want to walk him. You're not going to well, want to do sometimes when you have him on the couch. When he gets upset, and I notice this, his body heat gets hot. It's like he's got high blood pressure or something. He's not overweight. So then it's up to you at that point to redirect him and teach him what is good. Being a one-year-old, he doesn't know what good behavior is yet. They're not, not all of them. Some of them are. But not all of them are born learning what good behavior is. So that's up to you to, you know, teach him sit, you know, quiet, and you can give him treats for doing those commands or just praise him or pat him, you know, when he does something good. But it's up to you to teach him, like, what is it, what does being good mean and can and actually show him by teaching those behaviors. Okay. I would like to learn to be good. 
<laughs> and I love the idea of chicken treats. <laughs> well, Dorita, call us back and let us know um, if I things know. change after you practice some of those uh, tips. Thank you very much. Thanks. Help <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. The other thing that she has to remember, too, mm-hmm. is to praise him for his calming signals, the licking, the yawning, the blinking mm-hmm. of the eyes. Yeah. A little bugger. Yeah. I think that will help, especially yeah. uh, since he said he likes those chicken treats, so maybe working with those chicken <laughs> treats might be good. <laughs> so we have a very special guest with us again. Um, Zach from Marley's Mutts from last week um, is on Yay. our show with us today. So, Zach, welcome to our show again. What's going on, guys? Hey, Thank Zach. you so much. You're welcome. As far as I'm concerned, you can have me on every day. Great. Okay. <laughs> We're, we're going to have you on every week then. We're going to have to come up with some really bizarre topics, but <laughs> we can make it happen. Awesome. So tell us today, let's get straight into it. Um, tell us about Moses and who he is, how you found him. Yeah, sure. Story. Moses is a roughly six-year-old, um, about 135-pound bloodhound. He's massive, uh, very, very large structured dog, very imposing-looking dog. He came to us um, via animal control. Uh, we don't have a lot of strays in this area, um, but when we do, they typically belong to people. So animal control, rather than bring them, schlep them an hour and a half away to the pound, bring them over to my place, we'll find the owners. Especially with a purebred dog like this, we figured it was a lock, you know, probably somebody down the street. So uh, first thing that we noticed about him when uh, they dropped him off was he had a a wear mark around his neck, a very large, thick wear mark from some kind of collar, um, kind of coming to a a rectangle on his throat, a very large rectangle uh, where the fur had been totally worn down. Uh, we found out a couple of days later that that's from a transmitting collar. They're actually illegal tracking collars that have a transmitter in them that can emanate a radio signal from um, you know miles and miles away, uh, which are used for bear hunting, which is illegal. So they, they use these bloodhounds to track bear to tree them, uh, and then the you know bloodhounds can track for miles and miles and miles, and then they'll tree a bear, and the people will catch up and then do away with the bear. Uh, Moses is a, is was a great dog. I mean, he's he's uh, come a long way. He was a little bit rough, but uh, he developed a couple of very aggressive um, issues after getting bloat. Um, he he's always been anim- food aggressive. Excuse me. Uh, food has always been something that's triggered him, but uh, he really got kind of all of his his issues, if you will, were doubled, tripled, and quadrupled after he had his bloat surgery, which was a very dramatic scene and dramatic situation. Um, so, uh, so now he first got him though, was he sick? So do you think it just he wasn't doing it so much because he didn't feel 100 percent, or do you feel like it definitely? No, he was in he was in perfect physical condition. Uh he had no collar on, no anything, but he was he was not oh, okay. short of weight. Health wise he was perfect. Um I think he had just not been very well socialized with other dogs and also hunting dogs, um, depending on how they're fed. They're most often kenneled and then they're fed differently. Um sometimes, you know, before hunting they'll be kept from food, um so as to, to be extra sensitive to their nose. Uh, this is what I've been told. Um, so yeah, he could have developed his right. food aggression that way, just out of necessity. Um, and uh, I don't think he was fending for himself by any means in the in the wild. I don't think he'd been stray for very long. We also quickly learned that he's uh, in t- doing his first photo shoot. I gave him a bath outside, um, tied up to the tree with me. We, we It's kind of a fun situation, especially in the summertime because it's hot. And he really shied away from the camera, um, especially with a lens on it. Um, he would just put his head down and then kind of in a in a very cowardly almost you know just like hunched over way kind of barely glare up at the camera just to kind of see if it was still there and then put his head back down well, you know, I wonder really, if he uh, thought it was like a gun you know if he's been bear hunting not sure yet not sure at all what it is I mean we've had yeah. it's not the first time we've, that we've had a dog react negatively to something in my hand not not like a stick or that movement that's kind of natural but yeah. holding the camera in particular putting it up to your eyes like yeah maybe yeah Aiming it at them, you know, essentially yeah right well, it could re- remind him of a gun if he's been used for bear hunting you yeah. know you'd look through 
Um, okay, so we want to like talk to him a little bit about his aggression and tell him that that what he's always going to have food. And um, what else do you want to know, or what do you want to tell him that he can sort of chill well, out? He, and he's up for adoption, and he is a majestic creature. Most people have never seen a purebred bloodhound, especially this stature. Um, and he's he'd be make a terrific. A uh, terrific dog, especially for a fancier of the breed. But he's got this other mode that he kicks into, uh, this very guttural, almost, you know, growl that sounds like a lion. And, and I'm not afraid of dogs. I am not afraid of dogs. But when Moses, if I'm moving him from place from a place he doesn't, you know, to a comfortable place, to a place he doesn't want to be in, say a kennel, or if we're taking him to the veterinary hospital and he's already been in a kennel and we have to bring him back in for pre-op or something, he will let you know that he doesn't want to be in that kennel. He'll bite, he'll growl, and it's it's such a deep grumble that it, it triggers some sort of primal reaction in me where I you know, I go, Whoa, you know, what on earth was that? And I don't usually react that way. I don't it doesn't usually affect me. A dog can make all kinds of noise and hoot and holler and, and make himself big and it doesn't bother me. But the rumble that Moses gives is a very you can't help but recognize it and and be intimidated. Okay, he's talking. He says that, um, especially about going into a kennel. He says we don't usually go out until we hunt, so I think he spent a lot of time in the kennel. And then we get stuck in there, and there's aggression from all sides. There was a lot of us. And they always sort of wanted to go after each other. But then when we would go out, we didn't really care about each other. I had some friends that I miss. I got lost. My dad's truck broke down. And he was trying to get me out. And I lunged at him. I think he was, like, in the crate in the back of a truck or something. Yeah. And then he just let me go, and he shot at me. But I don't think he meant to hurt me. And they're right about the bears. And I love bear hunting, but I don't like the bear shot, the gunshots. Do you know that bear hunting, when you get to the bear, you get a big chunk of meat. And the bear, he gets really mad. So whenever I'm around anybody that's mad, I get worried and upset. I don't want to be aggressive but I kind of don't know any other way because I feel like aggression is who I'm supposed to be. No, you're supposed to be a lover, yeah. right? You're supposed he's to capable be a of that. big lover, big goofy lover. And lick and yawn and blink your eyes and you're always safe, right? He's always safe. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in this new life, you have to go in a kennel, but you won't be in there for a very long time. You have to remind yourself that, that every time you go into a kennel, that this is a new life and that your past life, you don't even have to think about it anymore. But if there's an old memory that pops up, you just keep thinking about how you're safe and loved and you'll have a good new life now and that you always get food. But the only problem is I'm scared. I'm scared that I'll have to go back. Because I feel like they want me. They're just trying to figure out how to get me. So what he's saying is he thinks that the owners of him know where he is and wants to get him back and might set up, but don't necessarily want to claim them themselves. So they're going to set it up for somebody to come and get him. So maybe just be aware of that. Yeah, we've kind of thought about that situation being potential because these dogs are so expensive and they they do the hunters it's the central focus of their life you know all of their spare time is spent hunting so it's a, a dog like moses would be i'm sure a big asset 
I'm sure it's a, you know. But uh, man, like a lot of what you said, makes, uh, yeah. I mean, he when we take him for a while. I mean, just if you saw this dog, I'm, I'm looking at him right now, and yeah, he makes Baloo good. look small. And Baloo, <laughs> a big boy. Um, wow. Kind of, yeah, he makes Baloo look. Uh, he's considerably larger frame than Baloo, and Baloo's a big boy. He wants to ask you something. Hold on. Can I ask Zach something? If he was me. Would he trust everybody or just some people? And how do you know the difference? That's a good one, huh? How do you know the difference of who to trust? Well, everybody that he comes across and that he has come across um, or that he will come across, he can trust. Um, But it's difficult to – you're right, because we've sent him to a couple of foster homes, uh, people that – wanted to help out people that um, kind of have experience with large breeds. And one of the times it was the wife that got, you know, the husband and the rest of the family, they absolutely loved Moses. But the wife, you know, was involving food, and she went um, went down to feed him or something like that, and he snapped at her. And, and it's, again, it's that reaction. It's so – it triggers something in you, a, a fear mechanism in you that's so primal that yes. you, you don't know what to – I mean, it shocks you that you react that way because, again, I, I popped a fence into a – backyard with two pit bulls that look like they're going to rip me from limb to limb and and I don't have that fear but with Moses this this uh this noise and this vibration that comes from him is is uh it's awe-inspiring mm. so and what we need to tell him too is that that you know that he's always going to have food and that it's never ever ever okay to bite a human yeah you know never or even a snap at a human and the problem is with dogs if they were doing it to each other, sometimes they use that for a form of communication, and maybe that helps him to survive, or to mm-hmm. you know maybe helps him to make sure he got all his food. Mm-hmm. But that's not okay to do with people, yeah. and so rules have changed. And so when he feels himself, he's got to become conscious enough that when he feels himself get stiff mm-hmm. and feel like that explosion where he's going to react, he has to force himself to blink, lick, and look mm-hmm. away, and you those calming signals to tame himself yeah is it, it is a different it's he's schizophrenic in that regard you know when, I like when whatever it is triggers him it's a different dog um, I like and, and also some dogs will get into that that mode and you'll be able to come over it's usually what we have to do is come over the top of them so if he shows aggression using using body language posturing stuff like that, um, putting your hands on them, not in a striking manner or an aggressive manner, but in a, in a command, you know, in a sit or lay down. Um, you can come over the top of a dog pretty easily. Um, even if you're not feeling it inside of you, you can almost fake it well enough if you if you know the mannerisms. Mm. Not with Moses. Um, mm. He'll see right through right. you, and, and he'll come over the top of you, and, and you go, ooh, yeah, right. I'm gonna go do some push-ups, uh, drink a protein shake. I'll be back in 15 minutes and reassess this. Yeah, so you I know, will say, don't try that at home. So, like people who have the aggressive dogs without a trainer to stand on top of them. Yeah, absolutely. That's not something that you want to just jump into. Yeah, uh, absolutely right. <laughs> it takes a, it takes a lot of practice it being able to. Good uh, animal person, I think, to know how to do yeah. that. Yeah, but I, when I say we, I don't mean the all of us we. I mean the yeah, we right. dog rescuer <laughs> people. Mm-hmm. Us, us pack folk. Right. I also want to mention that we have Moses' picture on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we're talking about him, you can look at how amazing he looks. He is, There's a couple so of great – what I'll do is I'll post later today. I'll take a picture – or I'll post a picture of Baloo and Moses next to one another, and uh, <laughs> oh. you guys can get an idea awesome. of uh, the, the sheer size. <laughs> So let's quickly ask him, at, um, since we only have a couple minutes, uh, what kind of home he's looking for. Okay. I kind of just want love, but I want to work. Because I love the love of working. I've sort of been missing it. Because I don't move the same my body the same way. And I don't really have the same direction. It's been confusing to me because I have to learn different things. So that's also interesting about him because he's learning different things with you guys. He might have a learning curve where he crashes and gets worse. And then as soon as he 
comes out of it, he gets better. Yeah, that's exactly what's happened. He's gotten considerably got to a point where we were um we would kind of reserved ourselves the idea that he he wasn't going anywhere because it was too dangerous. Um but then oh. but then he's gotten so exponentially better in the last um several weeks. You know, he's down here at my dad's house, which is right down the street. My dad's got a pack of five Marley, the original, Tug, Oscar, um, and Buddy and Moses. And uh, he just lives in the house with the rest of the dogs, just like you know a lot of your listeners' dogs live. Um, they sleep inside. They come and go as they please. Um, and Moses is essentially the, the top dog here because he – Marley usually is, but Marley's a Rottweiler pit bull, but Moses outweighs him by about 45 pounds. And, um, oh. and he's gotten much better this time around as far as um, – being comfortable, relaxing. He used to be very uh, neurotic about constantly sitting and giving you his paw. That's his one trick that he loves to do is sit and give you his paw. Um, you know, almost like a nervous tick. And now he's a lot better at, uh, at just relaxing and kind of just, um, if you tell him also, go lay down. Uh, he knows lay down very well. So he'll go relax and plop himself down. And um, But also you're right about the the working aspect of it. He does seem, I think part of his neuroses might just be that he's, you know, he's got an attention deficit problem where he's just, you know, on, he's a fish out of water. He likes to be, have his, that portion of his brain isn't being occupied like it usually is. You know, I think a, a huge part of a bloodhound's brain is like a olfactory compartment, you know, so he's smelling and sniffing and, and that's when he's the most content for sure. I mean, he's just in another, another ha- mode of happiness. That's true, and if he was kenneled a lot of the time, then he's got to take on all this other stimulation, which can be overstimulation for him, too, and make his brain crash. Yeah, I agree. You know? mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So if uh, someone is interested in uh, talking to you more about um, Moses, they can contact you at marleysmutts.com? Yeah, marleysmutts.com is the website. Uh, all of our contact information is on there. My email is simply Zach, Z-A-C-H, at marleysmutts.com. Um, and be, you know my phone number's on there. People can contact me. Yep, and we'll have all that information again on our page and all of our websites and Facebook and all that stuff. So we will have that link to you. And thank you again, Zach, for being on our show. Um, now that you've said you're going to be on all the time, you're going to be on all the time. We're going to bug Yay! you. That's a very interesting perspective. My I, my mind continues to open to this uh, this this realm of. Of uh, of possibility, I, you know, it's very interesting listening to you. I know, um, maybe we'll get you talking to them. Oh boy, <laughs> I talk to them all the time. My key to dog training is sarcasm. I, I, I talk out loud in very sarcastic ways, and it's not always age. It's not always appropriate because I I, I, I have to throw in curse words when I meet it. Yeah. <laughs> and some of my some of my my terms of endearment are are, are also borderline PG thirteen rated R. well Zach thank you so much from marleysmuts.com we'll talk to you again soon alright thanks a lot guys bye Bye. yeah Moses is amazing so if you haven't looked already check him out on our Facebook page beautiful photo I enjoy what Zach has to say about like his methods and everything I can tell he's really humane and I can Tell also that he's got a good eye for dog behavior, which is refreshing for me. Yeah, definitely. I'm yeah. Sure. So, uh, let's let's get to our yeah. last call here. Oh, okay. Okay, I was going to talk about the camera. Oh, oh you know? go ahead. Yeah, I would love to talk about that. So what happens is, like, a lot of times people say that when their animals look through, when you look through the camera, that an animal will, like, look away. It will do those calming signals or they'll go on their back or they'll walk away because they're – they're, um, you know, they don't like the camera pointed at them. And so what I tell them is that the camera is like a memory and that the camera takes a picture of them and then creates a memory that you can show to other people. And then I show how you can show it on the computer or on your phone and, you know, just kind of make a visual of that in your mind about how you snap a picture and then you can show it to people and what it looks like. Um, And that really helps the animals understand what you're doing because they say to me all the time, like, they're making funny faces. I don't know why they're staring at me. Like, I don't like that click, and I don't like the flash. And mm-hmm. if they don't like the flash, you say, you know, the flash is just so that it brings light so that we can get a better snap of a memory. Like, if in the dark you can't see, 
And so when it take when there's the light, then you can see. So it takes a better a uh, better picture. Just explain it to them, and that really helps them, and it helps the dogs be able to pose to the camera. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I know because that's uh, something that I've noticed before with some dogs that are afraid of things being pointed at them. Yeah. My dogs, of course, never have a problem for some reason. <laughs> They're little hams. <laughs> <laughs> you probably were going to say we're little or if you got them, you're snapping a million pictures. Yeah, you know, they're used to it. Both dressing them up and yeah, <laughs> I'm famous for dressing her animals up and taking pictures. Yeah, it's not because I want to dress them up; they actually like being dressed up. I swear no, to God, it's not I, my thing. I believe it. Stormy wanted to be dressed up like uh, like Ventura once. <laughs> Ventura loved clothes. I he would calm down when he put clothes on. So. It was a thing. Um, let's get to a call. We have okay. Kingston, who is a black golden doodle. That's cool. Um, 15 months old, has been to two vets for limping on the back right leg, and they still haven't found anything even after taking x-rays. Let's talk to Marilyn, uh, Kingston's mom. Hi, Marilyn. Hello there. Hi. I'm so so you've taken two x You've already been to two vets. Right, I've had two vets examine him closely, and like I said, we have had x-rays, and they suspect there may be a problem, but they don't know, and he doesn't do it all the time, but he limps enough that it just hurts your heart every time you see it, and oh. I would say, you know, we see him every day limping. You do? You see him every day limping? Uh, usually, well, every day for the last week I have. Um, not oh all God. the time, but okay. usually it's from when he's been sitting. From when he's been sitting, and it's his back right, you said, right? Correct. It's his back right leg. Okay. So let's ask him. Well, it's important. We're going to ask him, like, where the pain is and uh, if he knows what what can help it. Okay. It hurts me a lot in my back. It's not my leg. I mean, it's kind of – wait, hold on a second. I have something else. It's kind of my leg, but it's like my back and my toes. It looks like his paws on the um, on the inside paws, like the the first like two two uh, what do I call them? Toes? I don't call them toes. Mm-hmm, what do you call mm-hmm. them? Um, on the inside, they hurt me. And they also tingle. Hmm. And my back hurts. Hmm. When I'm limping, I'm holding up my back a lot. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know why the bottom of his toes... Now, have you gotten adjusted by a chiropractor? Have you gone that route at all? We have not gone to a chiropractor. We have. He did have, um, like, it looked like a, a scrape on his toes, and you know, we had him oh, on yeah. special steroids, a steroid spray. He was on an antibiotic for three weeks. Oh, on the toes. Yes, on um, the toes. Oh, um, so interesting. I'm trying to figure out why the correlation between the back and the toes, like, um. I would make sure you get him. Well, I don't know if he had a scrape because um, I was sort of thinking about like a sciatic nerve problem, and because he's having tingling in his toes, so I would definitely get him adjusted from a by a chiropractor just to rule out anything like that. And like I know you did X-rays, but if they're not veterinary chiropractic, they're not really looking for the same thing, so they wouldn't really even pick it up. Um, okay. Um, my toes. So I'm gonna ask him if the toes and the back, if he thinks they're the same issue. Yeah, I do. My toe is hurting, and now my back is hurting. It's really sore around the middle of my back. So it is on his back. If you're in the middle of his back, right, to the right yes. of his to the right of his spine, 
the area to the right of his spine from the middle of his back to his hip, that's where it's sore. So okay. I don't know what that's from, but I would maybe get him adjusted and see if it helps. Okay. I, w- I will do that. I would never have have thought to go there, so we will certainly try. Yeah, yeah. that's actually the first thing I do whenever one of my guys' gait is off. I always get them adjusted first. It's, sometimes it can be the easiest fix. Okay, um, all right. Does he mind walking in the morning on it? Uh, let me ask him. He says he wants saucy food. Do you know what that is? No. It's got to be like some type of wet food maybe or like a... It's the sauce that I like. It's kind of like gravy. Okay. (laughs) Did you ever, maybe it's like, sometimes when they say saucy food, I think of like Thanksgiving turkey or something. (laughs) Yeah, well, he he got to lick my bowl yesterday because we were out and I couldn't get his food and it was kind of a sauce that he licked. Oh, that's what he wants. (laughs) That's what he wants. He really did like it. He usually doesn't get table scraps. Oh, that's so funny. You want that again? We, we do walk in the morning three to four miles. Is is that hurting him at all, do you think? I was told it would like, strengthen his muscle. He likes to go, but then it does bother him afterwards. Okay. I would get him a, get a chiropractor to look at him. I think that's going to okay. help you. Yeah. Okay, and let us know. Let us know. How okay. I will. Thanks, Thank Marilyn. you very much. Okay, thanks mm-hmm. for calling in. Chiropractor. Oh, poor baby. I know it's a tough <laughs> one, though, because she does have scrapes in his toes, too. So, yeah. But maybe one hurt the other. Yeah. I feel like I'm starting to learn the three main issues that are the main treatments for a lot of our issues that callers are calling in. Change your food, right? Go to the chiropractor and calming signals. So true. So true. Yeah. So if the Pet Psychic Radio Show, it should be also be clear in your thoughts. Yes. So maybe I need to be getting that across more. Right, right. Everybody out there, be clear in your thoughts. Always be thinking in the positive. Yes, that not the negative. Tell your animal what you want them to do, not what you don't want them to do. Right. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yes. That should be the first thing in the Pet Psychic Radio Show. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those of you who aren't in the uh who aren't in the chat room, it's it's kind of fun in there. They're all they I think all of our uh listeners who are chatting also are getting the tips because everyone's like, It's go to the chiropractor, you know, when I was saying to them, you know, yeah, and I was saying to everyone that they, they know already, too, and they're like, oh, we're psychic, too, so. That's so awesome. I know, because you know what I think is really cool is that, like, people email me all the time saying that um, on this show, when they listen to either this show live or if they listen to a recording of the show, yeah. that their animal always listens and comes into the room. And they say that their animal doesn't do it for any other TV show or any other radio show. They only do it to this one. And so Maybe. Uh-huh. I think it's so amazing that the animals are like, they're really getting it. Like all, like they're getting it through you and they're getting it through the show. So, um, so I really believe that the more you listen, that you start to learn how to do it too, and you get it more. So all the listeners out there are getting better at it. I agree. I definitely and agree. Can write me that too. Like I heard my animal say this, and so cool. Yeah, I I definitely agree. And just listening to you and learning so much from you, I have benefited greatly from just being more aware of my animal and their body language and just seeing what they're doing and that has helped me tremendously in the last few years oh how cool yeah it's awesome uh so it's time for words of wisdom with storm king and friends and today we have a very special friend yes we do we do we have a special friend named boo Mm-hmm. who is Kendra's cat, Kendra, who is our uh, call screener 
helper. Um, without them, we couldn't do the show. So thank you, ladies. And let's see what Boo has to say. Boo's very first words of wisdom. Yeah. Okay, Boo. I have to say I love my mom. And I think the biggest, fastest word of wisdom is never give up. Never give up on your animal. And if you think you're failing them, and if you think you're not doing good, or if you find yourself saying something negative, don't worry. You just change your thought and you do something good. I used to be really scared, but now my mom talks to me a lot about being confident and about being brave. And I'm so much more of that. So if you think about your animal, and if you believe them to be in their best potential, we will grow to that. And I want to say thank you to my mom and my dad and Snoopy, who's her cat brother. <laughs> I think that's so cute. I think that's a great words of wisdom. That was amazing. Boo was just like ready to go. I know. So ready to go. That was really, really good. I'm going to have to like listen back and to our show and like write all that stuff down because that was really good. I know. Good job, Boo. Thanks Good for working with oh, She's so cute. I'm going to post her picture on Facebook radio. I'm yeah. I'm so excited right now. I'm crying. <laughs> I totally am. But I do listen to you because I always give her those positive reinforcements that she is so brave and she is doing so much better at going to the vet all the time. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. I'm, like, crying. I know. Such a surprise. I'm so excited. Oh. <laughs> I have the best I, sister ever that organized that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just want so to say fun. to our audience that Deanna and Kendra are the ones who um, are um, going through all of our calls and answering your phone calls and everything and pushing them to us so we can get to your phone calls. And they do such an amazing job and dedicate their time. And I just want to thank you guys and you do such an amazing job for us. I know. You guys are amazing. Our Could pleasure. Thank with you so stuff. much for doing that. I'm so excited. <laughs> How amazing is Boo? Uh, I beyond. know. She's so, so smart. And I just love how she said, like, if you catch yourself doing something negative, like, if you catch yeah. yourself, because we all do that, you know, we all sort of get caught up sometimes in the uh, the other way, and she's no worries. Don't be hard on yourself. Just yeah, it. yeah, it was yeah. So I was smart. Fighting with family members, that could have been that. No, or it could just be like, oh my gosh, like I don't know if she's going to be good at the vets. You know, and then think, yeah. oh, you're going to be great. You're going to be great, you know? Yeah, I always tell her she's very brave. Yeah. Good and job, I blink Kendra. and I lick and the whole way to the vet. <laughs> you do it? I I do it all. I show her. I'm like, blink, <laughs> lick, and I yawn. She does it with the cat. With the cat in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> and she does it with me. So awesome. Oh, my God, I love having you guys on the air. This is great. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was so exciting. What a surprise. Aw. Yay. Yay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for uh, listening in. And if you didn't get to get on the show this week, please call us next week um, on the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Until then, you can go to thepetpsychic.com for more tips talk to the animals, as well as pri private consultations with Laura. So just check that out. That's thepetpsychic.com. Also like us on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. And if you're not following us on Twitter yet, please do so at thepetpsychic. That's at thepetpsychic. And if you're interested in following me, I'm at yukochino, spelled Y-U-K-O-C-H. I N O. I need to get a real com more common name one. Anyway, <laughs> talk to your animals and we'll talk to you next week.
Talk to the animals. Bye.